Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. We appreciate you all joining us. If you're joining us live on Wednesday or listening to us after the fact, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Nonetheless, we've had a very, very busy last couple of weeks leading up to the NFL season. And we finally got to the big one, playoffs. And yes, today we are talking about playoffs. It is DJ joined, as always, by my co-host, Kelsey. And Kelsey, this is usually the one where we start to spew a little bit of blasphemy, a little bit of truth, and a little bit of fun. Two years ago, you got both Super Bowl participants correct. You just misgrabbed the winner. Last year, I got one of them right and got the winner. Everything else surrounding it, though, a little bit too. We'll see if we can keep the trend going of one of us being oddly close <laughs> to accurate. Yeah, you know, we'll see if uh, we'll see if we can pull this one out. I, this season might be the the, the season that <laughs> we're kind of, I don't know, maybe not exactly right. I, I If I'm being honest, it's, it's going to be a little tougher this year because we don't have a well, I mean, as Tom Brady said, we don't. He's forty-five years old. A lot of shit is happening to him, so hmm. we don't know if they're going to be able to make it. Patty just had a revamped offense, so we don't see if he's going to make it. Then there's a whole bunch of other question marks as who's the second, third best teams in in each division, and who's going to be able to make that run at the right time is going to really determine a lot of it. Um, I will say one thing that made it weirdly hard for me while we were going through it is it is so lopsided right now compared to previous years too. Like there are three to maybe four teams in the NFC. You think you have a shot in heck at the Super Bowl, but the AFC, you got 10, maybe even more if you want to be a little, if you want to be a little ballsy, but the, it's such a disparity. It's disparity, disparity between the two sides. I, it feels really difficult because normally you can kind of narrow it down between three shoe in type of teams and then two potential surprises per side, not the Bengals last year. Obviously no one picks, but my point is usually you can kind of have an idea with your predictions. That makes sense. And you can have a good chance. This year from the AFC, close your eyes, throw a dart wherever it lands. You got a pretty good shot. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it's, it seems to be pretty fair. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of just the roll of the dice. I mean, AFC, like, like you said, I mean, it's so good. It's literally top to bottom, so good. Uh, p- p- potential that an eleven win team doesn't make a playoff this year, and that's crazy to think about. Like a potential that an eleven win team in an, in a seventeen game season. Does not make the playoffs. How blasphemous is that to, to, to even consider? When is the last time that happened? I wonder. Is it's it's, it's it, it would have had to have been about a decade ago, if I believe it, if, if I'm right. I think the last thing I can remember is a 10 win team a couple of years ago didn't make it, but that's a, that's as close as you're getting. Like an 11 win team, good luck finding that as well too. Meanwhile, on the NFC side, we could realistically see an eight and nine team make the playoffs as well too with yeah. how it goes. I mean, your boy Jeff Heath might make the Pro Bowl team if he gets on an NFC team. So anything can happen there. Is it what we say that now? Knowing things can change very well really quickly. So we're gonna try and make a mess of this playoff crapshoot as well too. You've heard all of our predictions. We've done everybody's record up until this point. 
If you haven't, go check those ones out as well to see where we have everybody coming finishing out. So now we get to go into the seating and break down those matchups. Before we get into that, I do want to give a nice shout-out to our friends over at Dr. Squatch. Smell like a man, feel like a champion. Click the link in our bio. Check out Dr. Squatch. Get yourself some high-quality scents for you or that special someone in your life. You don't want to miss out on that. So leading into it now, Kelsey, I'm going to let you lead the way. Tell us how you're seeding. We'll, you know what? We'll start with the AFC. Tell me how you're seeding in the AFC played out and the matchups we got going. Yeah, so the AFC, we kind of we briefly discussed this last last time we were out there uh, about how you know it finished out. But to run it down from bottom to top, at number seven, I have the Ravens sneaking in at a wild card seed. The Ravens, by the way, if you guys don't remember, I'm going to go ahead and recap it. 11 and six, finishing as, as a seven seed. Number six is the Raiders. Well, by the way, 11 and six, sneaking in there. The Chiefs finishing at, in the five seed, getting a wild card berth. Because as I had it, the, the the Chargers won the division. The Chiefs there at number five again, eleven and six, and at the or seed, you're looking at them Buffalo Bills at thirteen and four, taking the East, but still not getting past the four seed. At the three seed, you have the 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 Cincinnati Bengals, last year's AFC representative. They finished thirteen and four as well, finished in the three seed. The two seed goes to those Indianapolis Colts, fourteen and three. And winning the tiebreaker over the Colts with the number one overall seed in a bye week in the wild card, I have the Chargers. All right, very interesting. So you have L.A. reigning on top there from the AFC as well, too. So we'll go and now go into your NFC. Tell us how you have the NFC shaping up right now as well, too, seeding-wise. Yeah, so the seeding for the NFC is going to go number seven. I got the Vikings, the team I never trust because of Kirk Cousins. Uh, nine and eight, getting in there at the seventh seed. At the sixth seed, we have those... Philadelphia Eagles, 10 and 7, just losing out on the division to the Cowboys on tiebreaker. Um, still a really good team. It's going to surprise some people this year. I do believe that, that they're going to finish as a, six, as a six seed. At the five seed, you have those Arizona Cardinals, 11 and 6 again. And again, not finishing top of the division, but good enough. Hmm. The four seed, the Dallas Cowboys winning the East, as I just talked about, at 10 and 7. However, barely squeaking by the Eagles. Um, they are going to take that four seed. At the three seed, we have the Green Bay Packers. Again, I, I think they're going to do pretty well taking in the north. The two seed last year's Super Bowl champions, the L.A. Rams, which, again, they get in there at 12-5. and five. And, uh, the by the way, the Packers were 12-5 and five as well. And then number one seed getting a first round by at 14-3, and three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. All right. I like it. I like where we're at right there as well, too. I'll go ahead and run through my seating really quickly for us as well, too. So for me, sitting at the number seven seed, it's kind of a surprise here, but I think we're going to have the Raiders sitting at the seventh seed for now. I'm going to have the Chiefs sitting as the five seed. Then at the sixth seed, give me one moment here. It looks like mine kind of... All right. So excuse me. I have the Bengals sitting at the five at the six seed the chiefs at the five seed and then i have the raiders as the seventh seed with the east i have the bills 13 and four sitting as the three seed the colts is the four seed at 11 and six and then i have the ravens as the number two seed at 13 and four and i have the chargers taking the top of the division at 14 and three getting the number one seed just kind of like you as well too heading on over to the nfc side with the saints I have them sitting nine and eight, getting in as that seven seed, just squeaking their way in. Six, I have the Arizona Cardinals also getting their way in as the six seed at nine and eight. For the five seed, I have the Minnesota Vikings, your least favorite quarterback in all of these playoffs, 
getting in there at 10 and 7, getting that first wild card spot. Number four, I have the Eagles at 11 and 6, getting that first division crown at four as a four seed. The defending Super Bowl champs, Los Angeles Rams at number three at 12 and 5. Green Bay Packers, despite all of the losses, getting that number two seed at 12 and 5 as well. And then the Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, despite him being 45 years old, despite Chris Godwin maybe not rushing back right away. Still a pretty favorable schedule that can lead the Bucs to a 13 and 4 and pretty, pretty strong season, I imagine, as well, too. So we got the Bucs as the number one seed in the NFC, is how I have it playing out. So we'll go and start with the AFC side. I'll have you go through our first round of matchups and how you think those ones are going to go. Yeah. Okay. So my first round of matchups, as I talked about with the AFC, I have the Chargers with the, with the bye week that week. So as it matches up, the Ravens at the seven seed matches up with the Colts at the two seed. Raiders at the six seed matches up with the Bengals at the three seed. And the Chiefs at a five matches up with the Bills at a four seed. Well, that's going to provide some, some from quite entertaining games, right? Hmm. Maybe not. Uh, so my first matchup, I'm going to start with a five, four seed just because that's always the fun one. That's the most even usually on paper. Also, ironically, last year's coin flip game, uh, if you remember right. And uh, we never saw Josh Allen after a, one of the greatest games we've ever seen played. Well, Josh Allen gets his revenge. Josh Allen goes out here and toasts these Chiefs in a way that, well, they're just not prepared for. And this really comes down to the fact that Chiefs' defense, just as we saw at the in that in the end of that, that playoff game last year, the Chiefs' defense just wasn't that great. And now I do have them playing a lot better defense this season, especially with George Karloftis coming in as a rush uh, defender, as an edge. And it's still just not enough. I think this Bills team is, is too strong, too deep. Um, look, when the fact that you're fighting over uh, your slot receiver, whether it's going to be Gabe Davis or it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie, both fantastic in their own right. Some of them have been having some fantastic games. I feel pretty comfortable uh, if I'm if I, if I'm the Bills. And God forbid this team actually gets a run game by the playoffs. I'm sorry. If they get a run game by the playoffs, it's over for whoever they match up with in that, in that wild card round. It's just not going to be fair. Um, so right there, I'm just going to start it out with the Bills taking on the Chiefs, and they will get past them uh, pretty handily, in my opinion. Now, moving to the 6-3 matchup, the Raiders versus the Bengals. Again, this one is just kind of, Raiders, you made it, despite your defensive question marks. Uh, you, were, you, you were a team that made it because your division is so strong and your offense is so, so strong. Um, Thankfully, they carried you through a lot of your woes. Unfortunately, you're going up against the best trio of receivers in the game today. Uh, along with that, probably, probably one of the more underrated running backs in the game, I'd say, in Joe Mixon. And on, again, then we can add in Joe Burr and everything he brings to the table. The, I mean, as far as cool, common, collected goes, I think he's the definition. Uh, give the man you know, his credit where credit's due. He did it with last year without, a, without any blocking. And by the way, he got all of the blocking improved this year. So now with a brand new security guard in Lyle Collins, this team is nigh unstoppable when it comes for, when it comes down to protecting Joe Burrow. So give me the Bengals beating the Raiders, uh, taking that three six matchup, which leaves us with one more matchup in the AFC that weekend. That is that seven versus two, the Ravens versus the Colts, and this one's kind of just a well, Baltimore looking for some something here, but the Ravens, unfortunately, I still don't have them being strong enough. Um, this is a situation where I have the Colts team. Again, we talked about it at, at nauseum last season. I thought Carson Wentz had the easiest job in the world. Exists in the two seconds it takes to hand off the ball to to Jonathan Taylor and then throw dump offs all day <laughs> long. Well, he failed to listen to anybody and decided he wanted to chuck it up and, and just throw deep balls. That's not how that goes. 
But guess what? Matt Ryan is the safest quarterback since Alex Smith. This man will just check down City when he has to. And by the way, when somebody's open deep, he has no issue throwing it over the top and beating somebody. So as soon as they start sneaking in the box, trying to get eight in there to, to try to get Bill Jonathan Taylor, don't be surprised seeing Alec Pierce, uh, Zach Pascal, maybe Paris Campbell if he's healthy that long, uh, maybe even Michael Pittman. Break past their defender, one-on-one, throw it up, let him go get it, see what happens. Uh, this team is built really strong. Their defense is just getting better. Darius Shaquille Leonard is getting his just due finally in the world. Uh, Kenny Moore getting all the love in the, in, the, in the top 100 players list as well. Quentin Nelson, he's got a he's got a point to prove. Maybe in some people's eyes, maybe got a little shafted in his position. Should be a top five player in the in the top 100, in my opinion. Uh, didn't get that, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know what? This Colts team is a strong team. And despite all my love for Lamar Jackson, I just don't see them having enough firepower to be able to break through this this tough this tough Colts defense. Because we forget Julian Blackman is coming back in in that secondary. And, man, he is still a stud. He was well on his way to potentially getting defensive rookie of the year uh, before that ACL. So I do like I, I, that's that'll be my AFC matchup. So just to recap: Chiefs Bills at the five four. Bills take that one. Raiders Bengals at the six three. Bengals take that one. And Ravens Colts seven uh, two. The Colts taking that one as the two seed. So all the home teams win. Hmm. Is basically how that breaks out. All right. I like it. I like the way it plays out as well. So I think those are some very interesting matchups too. I mean, you get the Chiefs and the Bills. That's always a classic. You got the Colts and the Ravens. That's always a classic just with their history and the fact that they're the way they're both built right now as well too. Then Cincinnati and the Raiders, it should be the first one to 55 wins at the way that game goes. I mean, not that they don't play defense, but those offenses are so good at that point. It's like, good luck, everybody else. Yeah, exactly. I, I like those matchups a lot. I'll go and run through my AFC real quick. And I miscalculated a couple of them. So the seventh seed is actually the Bengals. And because of how it played out, they will be taking on the number two seed, the Ravens. So we got a nice divisional matchup right out of the gate for the AFC. And I've been pretty hell bent on the Ravens all year by the fact that I had them as the two seed and going 13 and four. I love what they have defensively. I think offensively, they're going to their receiving core isn't name value, quote unquote, but they weren't when Lamar Jackson was MVP and they haven't been in his entire stint because that's not how the offense runs. They don't attack the outside like that. They run through having multiple good tight ends and then a receiver who can win one-on-one. Rashad Bateman has shown he can he can win some one-on-one matchups. Devin DuVernay, get him in open field, look at everybody else. And they are three, maybe even four deep at tight end. And a mauling offensive line, and now two deep at running back with Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards well on the way back when he gets off the pup list. And I think that's going to continue in this game. That secondary is going to mitigate this explosive receiving core as great as it is they will find this healthy secondary will find a way to limit it from getting 500 dropped on them like it happened last year they'll find a way to prevent that and then they will be able to run the ball control this one so give me the ravens winning this two seven matchup over the Bengals. third time they match up the ravens get two out of three in the three six matchup because i can't do math we have the raiders as the six seed taking on the bills as the three seed and this one I think is a very exciting one is in you have that Raiders high flying offense and the bills who are arguably the most complete team you can make a case for on paper. I think it's going to be crazy. I think Buffalo, it's going to be, it's going to be chilly. All signs are going to point against the Raiders. And I think that's exactly when they're going to pull it out as well, too. I think the offense is going to find their way into Buffalo. Bills mafia is going to be mad. They're going to be breaking tables before and after the game, they're going to be losing their mind. But I do think Derek Carr is going to find a way to go up there and get his first playoff win. They just, they have so many weapons, and as good as the Bills' defense is, the Bills' defense could very has the horses to slow down that offense. 
I think they are going to find a way. I think the difference is going to be they don't really have someone that can match Darren Waller. Like if they have, they're going to have to use Trey White when he's healthy. He's going to be able to match up with Adams. They'll both kind of get theirs. Hyde and Poyer kind of mixing up, dealing with Hunter Renfro in the slot, Keelan Cole over the top. You can't put everybody on everybody. Darren Waller is going to be left one on one. Tremaine Edmonds is awesome, but he's more of a downhill type of guy, not chasing Darren Waller in space. And then there's still Josh Jacobs. If you commit to that nickel package, I think the Raiders will find a way to run the ball. We know how good of a genius Josh McDaniels can be scheming things up. So I think the Raiders go into Buffalo and pull ourselves the first upset of the playoffs. Getting the win over the dominant Buffalo team, and let's not meant to forget to mention, the Raiders' defense has some holes, but it's not an edge rusher. That is That edge rushing duo is some of the better ones in the league with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. And the Bills, we still have to see them learn how to run the ball. Otherwise, it's going to be Josh Allen save us. And you give them that many opportunities, Mad Max and Chandler Jones are going to find their way home. And I think they're going to find their way home just in the nick of crunch time. So I think this could be the best playoff game of the week. Give me the Raiders pulling the upset. Then in the other mat, the last matchup, I have the four-seeded Colts taking on the five-seeded Chiefs. A rematch from earlier in the season when I did have the Chiefs winning that game. I think the Colts get the revenge in this game. I think the way they are built, they are built to handle Kansas City's offense now, without, especially without that Tyree kill factor. While I think offensively they'll probably be a little more efficient without Tyree kill, this doesn't have that, oh, my God, nuclear weapon as much. So a guy like Stephon Gilmore, Darius Leonard, sorry, Shaquille Leonard, Julian Blackman, you can rotate and throw different guys at Travis Kelsey and then force Mecole Hardman to beat Kenny Moore one-on-one. You can force Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and those guys while that pass rush led by DeForest Buckner, Unique and Dockway, and squad gets after it. And I, I think the offense, you mentioned everything about it. Jonathan Taylor, carry, carry look, Naeem Hines is going to be a factor now. Those short intermediate just basically splitting him out, having to be one-on-one with linebackers. Have fun with that. Especially the Chiefs linebacking course, not the deepest, not the strength of their defense. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on them. And if you leave Michael Pittman and then one-on-one, as you said, Matt Ryan's not afraid to give him an opportunity. Their receivers... Pittman and Pierce are both like 6'3", 6'4", so there's jump balls there. And if Paris Campbell's healthy, we all know he can fly. So give me the Colts pulling off what will be the least eye-pleasing game of the year because I think they're going to play a lot of keep-away in this game too, or at least of the playoffs, I should say. I think they're going to play a lot of keep-away. It's going to be like a 45-15 to time of possession or something dramatic like that. If they force one or two three-and-outs, I think they're going to find a way to sit on the ball and put a lot of pressure on the Chiefs defense with the short passing game early and Jonathan Taylor and them late. So... Just for my recap, I have the Ravens holding strong as a two-seed beating the Bengals in the 2-7 matchup. The Raiders pulling the upset over the Bills in the 6-3 matchup. Then the Colts holding off the Chiefs in the 4-5 matchup in what will be a very, very, very short game. I think that clock is going to be dripping the entire time. Okay, all right. Very interesting. Got to say, your love for the Bills kind of hurts me right there. As as far as your... I know that's what I'm saying. Like the lack of love for your bill for the bills oh, as as we heard, the, I think the, awesome. the love of on, on zero, if you will. I love. I think if you put them against most of those other teams, they probably win. I just think the Raiders have the kind of team that will give them a little bit of fits as well. And I think even if it's a, we saw in Buffalo's weather that hurts Buffalo more than other teams when they play the Patriots. A couple <laughs> like they, we saw that hurts them more. It feels like so if they could discover that run game besides Josh Allen save us, it might tilt the table just a little bit as well too. But. I, I, I got to see it. I just got to see it. I just, I just got to see it. That's all. Okay. And and again, the Bengals as well. I mean, you don't have them. They get better and you have them play, playing worse. Like that's like I said, it's not that they play worse. It's that the rest of their division isn't injured or falling apart this year. And that okay. Super Bowl hangover can be a son of a gun. I have them winning more games this year. I have them being outstanding. 
We're going to hear more about them later when we talk about them. I just think the Ravens are that good to be careful of this year. And the matchup-wise, I it's they're the team that matches up. They're built to slow down the Bengals, basically. They are built to That's give them fair. fits. And I, 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 I disagree just because... We just, don't see you know, enough Joe Mixon. I think they might get a little more pass happy this year as well, too. Because like, oh, we could protect Burrow now. And I think sometimes they might forget to give Mixon the ball a few times. That's fair. I, I'm just going to point to last year's scoreboard against the Ravens and be that's my reason why there's no way the Bengals lose to the Ravens again. I mean, 19 starters on injured reserve. I mean, hey, that's hey, I, 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 your boy Lamar Jackson didn't play in. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. So, I, I think there's a confidence situation that comes into play when you talk about these. I'm going to say the entire AFC North. It's not just one AFC North team or two. I think it really is the entire AFC North, and especially when they beat up each other. I do think there's a there's a bit of a confidence in the air they carry about them. That's kind of like why, why the Browns were able to beat the Steelers in the playoffs is because they were able to compete with the Steelers in the first matchup, the second matchup, even better. And then third matchup, it was like, okay, we figured you out. But like when you get dominated twice in a year, and then come back the next year. You're trying to do something. And I have. I don't have the, the Bengals losing to the Ravens at all in the regular season. So for me, I have them completely continuing that confidence. And that's like, I know it's hard to win three times against one team, but when it's been four straight, it's kind of like, well, let's just keep doing what we're doing, guys. It's obviously working. I think they split in the regular season. I think having Lamar Jackson play is going to make a big difference, as well as a secondary that's not full of fourth string guys that were like were basically like if I I might as well have suited up last year for that Ravens secondary in that second one. That was you you're missing like six defensive secondary starters. And I mean I know Marlon Humphrey wears double fours, but he's not a four stringer. Like he wasn't playing in that second matchup. He was out by then. Oh no! I thought you meant both matchups. I was like, well, no, he was in the first matchup. Well, first matchup, you're missing everybody else too. He was the only one yeah. left. He was the only guy. That's left. fair. That's fair. But, like I said, you win twelve games. You act like you act like I said they weren't even going to make the playoffs, and they were picking number one again. I said I said you're winning twelve games. You get a one rough matchup. Marcus Williams is back there too, as well. Kyle Hamilton, your boy. Lamar Jackson, your boy. Like, I'm starting to think you're a liar with some of your boys out here. Like you, you got some explaining to do later on. Well, we okay, we've talked about this though. We talked about this. I, I I love a lot of the guys of the Ravens, but at the same time, I am a closet Bengals fan. It's not a closet anymore, by the way. We passed that a long time ago. But before we get, we can go on this for a while. We'll get to the NFC now as well, too. You gave us gave us your layout. Tell us how you have these matchups playing out. Yeah, so I have the NFC rankings, obviously, scrolling on the bottom there, if you guys haven't seen them yet, if you guys missed it earlier. So that means I have the five versus four matchup, that Cardinals versus Cowboys matchup. Uh, I have this one very, very interesting. Um, Cowboys at home, though, is just a little too strong. They haven't figured out finally on defense by this time. And then also, let's not forget Kyler Murray, I don't know what it is, but the playoffs, Kyler Murray disappears. He just wants to play Xbox. I mean, there's a brand new Call of Duty game that comes out at the end of the year. Hopefully, you know, he's not too busy playing that or a brand new Overwatch 2 game. Um, We'll have to wait and see, but maybe that's my reasoning behind this, picking the Cowboys to beat up on the Cardinals in this one. And it's going to be a close matchup. I think this one, personally, I believe this is the best NFC matchup as far as just talent goes on both sides. And it's going to be, they each one fits the other team's deficiency pretty well. Um, you know, where like the corners, well, okay. That's question mark for, for the Cardinals. CD lamb, not really a question mark. We know he's what he can do with the ball in his hands. Uh, now on the reverse side, can the corners for Dallas stop any receiver in the world from gaining yards? Well, Kyler likes to just let his receivers get the ball and see what happens. And that's what they do best. And they're all speedy. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do back and forth. I think the run game actually really decides that one. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Zeke Tony Pollard combined for 200 yards situation um, in that game, just running it right up the middle of that defense with a maybe JJ Watt in the defensive line. We'll have to wait and see. Um, obviously, I think the rest of that, I think the rest of the Cardinals team is, is a great team. I just, I don't know. I, I again, maybe it's the homerism in me. I don't know. I, I don't know why I picked the Cowboys to beat the Cardinals. It's just a gut feeling I have that the Cowboys are somehow going to sneak past the Cardinals in this one. And it just makes me uneasy in a lot, in a lot of ways. Cause I hate choosing the Cowboys to win anything. Cause I'm always wrong. <laughs> so this might be the one I blow. I, I get completely wrong. And it's like a blowout. The Cardinals just absolutely destroy the Cowboys. And that, that so be it. You know what, if that's the case, it happens, but I'm predicting a Cowboys win probably by three, not Dan, not Dan Bailey. If you guys haven't caught on by now is Brett Mayer. Brett Mayer just re-signed with the Cowboys. It's important because he's on a 53 man roster. He will be their kicker on opening day. And he's the only other kicker I've trusted since Dan Bailey. So, And it's not Greg Zerloin mostly. Yeah, God, it's not Greg Zerloin. Oh, that was awful. Uh, so that takes me to the 6-3 matchup. Just to re- remind you guys, I did have the Cowboys winning. Uh, 6-3 matchup. This is the Eagles versus the Packers. In Lambeau Field, in the winter, in the snow, Aaron Rodgers is flying high. He feels great. He is tearing up the league with all his rookie receivers out there, second-year receivers. Him and Romeo Dubes, him and Christian Watson, going to look fantastic. The Philadelphia Eagles is still a really deadly team. Uh, I'm sorry. And they're built for any type of weather. Any type of weather. You know, they, they talk about what's the what's the best weapon you could have against the snow and against the rain. A run game. We're talking about a team that led the league in rushing last year and is looking to do it again this year. And now they have better weapons on the outside to even throw the ball if they can. Well, good luck. Uh, if you look at if you look at these corners for for Green Bay, I'm not a lot of hope right now to stop Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. And then let's just throw in Dallas Goddard for the fun of it. Oh, and by the way, they could throw Quez Watkins out here. Who, yeah, he can't score, but you know what? He can get you 95 yards down the field, and then let the run game take you in. Like Jalen Hurts is growing as a quarterback, and I, I I said this when he got drafted. I don't think he's a perfect passer, but I think a lot of the ways like Lamar, the quarterback's job is to win a game. His job is just to win you games. It doesn't have to be pretty. I don't have to see 400 yards from my quarterback. If I see 195 passing yards and 100 rushing yards and that team wins the game, that's a great job quarterbacking. If you didn't turn the ball over and you kept your team moving, fantastic jobs, Jalen. Hmm. Fantastic job. That's all you got to do as a pro quarterback. You don't have to be impressive. You just have to win games. Let's not forget the Chicago Bears, last championship, Last, last Super Bowl appearance came when they had Rex Grossman. So, doesn't matter who your quarterback is. If they just win you games and don't lose you games, you can get there. But I think the difference is Jalen Hurts has the ability to win you games. Uh, so, I do think with his arsenal he has, and that oh God, that secondary has gotten better. Uh, Darius Lake, you got in James Bradbury. I talked about it before. I think they're fantastic secondary as well. Um, and I think Nicobe Dean, we see why he was – why he should have been drafted top 10 uh, and not the what third round. So yeah. And Jordan Davis still a monster. Uh, I do find it funny that I had this matchup happening because Devonte Wyatt versus Jordan Davis, the actual matchup versus defensive tackles from Georgia. Um, and that, while I love Devonte Wyatt, I think Jordan Davis is going to prove why he was such a freak athlete coming out. Like why people thought he was, he's going to be the next big thing. And, he really is. He's a monolith in the center. Um, so give me the Eagles winning this one in Lambeau Field against the Packers. 
And all of Packer Nation just probably wants to come light me on fire right now because this is the second year in a row I predicted them to get bounced in the first round in the wild card. So, yeah. I will say that secondary, that's going to put some young receivers in hell when you have guys like Darius Slay, James yeah, yeah, Bradbury, like, now Chancey, Chancey Gardner-Johnson, who could be a safety nickel corner. He, they're going to put those young receivers in hell. So it'll be up there and Rogers throw some absolute lasers against that coverage. And I'm glad you reminded me about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because had, talk about a young, fantastic piece. And like you said, safety slash nickel corner, they already had their safeties built. And it's not bad. Avante Maddox is a great, great position. But now you can take either Avante Maddox or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and slide them down into that nickel corner role. And then you still have another safety on the top side who is still an efficient, like a top-tier starting safety. It's like, well, good luck, everybody else. Uh, it's not going to be fun. So that's my 6-3 matchup. And then the 7-2 matchup, Vikings versus the Rams. I'm honestly not going to spend too much time on this because the Rams aren't going to spend too much time with their starters in this game. Uh, this one's going to be a pretty pretty quickly a wash in my eyes. The Rams' offense is too strong versus that Vikings' defense. And truthfully, the Vikings snuck their way into the playoffs. Uh, this is one of those matchups we talk about the NFC kind of being pretty weak in, in, in a lot of ways. This is that matchup. The, the the weak matchup versus the strong and, and the Vikings. I don't trust their offense. I don't trust Kirk, Kirk Cousins. And then, by the way, I don't trust you going against Aaron Donald and that entire defense that just continues to get better. Oh, and by the way, Bobby Wagner. It just doesn't – it's not fair. So, uh, give me the Rams in this one, taking this one and the 7-2 matchup. So, just as a reminder, Cards versus Cowboys by four. I have the Cowboys, the four seed, taking this one at home. Eagles, Packers. Eagles with a six seed. Packers, a three seed. I have the Eagles taking this one with the upset in the NFC. And then the Vikings versus Rams, seven versus two. I have the Rams taking care of business at home pretty comfortably against the Vikings. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Okay, I like it. I like how it plays out. That's definitely definitely interesting in there. I'm looking forward to those follow-up matches you have as well, too. For me, I'll go through mine quickly. For the 2-7, we got the Saints taking on the Packers. I think this is an interesting matchup as well, too, because you got Aaron Rodgers throws absolute lasers, those young receivers, a very much improving defense as well, too. Like a young defense on the rise. They've spent all of their draft picks, basically, it feels like the last few years on defense. And then the Saints, who have done a weirdly good job of keeping these veteran players while somehow loading up on the draft and somehow having salary cap space, somehow managing to do all of that as well. I think the Saints pull the upset in a very similar fashion. I think they, as the seven seed, they take out the two seeded Packers. I think it looks like Alvin Kamara is going to play. I, there is no indication that he'll be suspended during this season. It sounds like this is going to be something that goes into next year. So you have your X factor on offense. You have Mark Ingram as a backup, which is where he's usually pretty good as the backup. You have a really underrated receiving core. I think that is going to really start to shine down the stretch 
I think Mike Thomas will run more than slants if he can stay healthy. This is all predicated on him staying healthy. I think he opens things up a lot for a guy like Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. Like all three of those guys, what do they do just about as well as anybody? Get open. That's pretty much all. It makes Jameis Winston's job so much easier. We saw it early in the season last year when they were 5-2 and two before his knee exploded. He doesn't have to throw for 5,000 yards. He is comfortable dinking and dunking it as long as he knows, like, as long as now that he has LASIK and he can see those guys open underneath, <laughs> I think he's going to thrive in that role. And that defense I mentioned in our, la- in our last uh, couple in our last couple episodes, that defense is going to put some teams in hell. And you lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You did lose Marcus Williams. You got Tyron Matthew and Marcus May back there to go with Marshawn Lattimore. You still have Cameron, da- Cameron, Jordan, Cam- wait, jo- what is his name? Cameron? Which one? Cam- Cam Jordan? The de- Cameron Jordan. Yeah. Okay. So I did. Yeah. Cam right. Jordan. Yeah. Was- it's just you're trying to say his full name. I don't, I've never called him Cameron yeah. in my life. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? Cameron, was- what? Jordan Cameron, the tight end's name popped in my head. The old tight end. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a throwback. Like, yeah. Demario Davis at linebacker, Cameron Jordan, <laughs> Marcus Davenport. Let's not forget too. They even brought in Trevor Penning as an offensive lineman to help reassure things with Ryan Ramchek. Like, they got a squad, and I think they're going to put a lot of teams in hell. So give me the Saints and that defense pulling off an upset. Maybe a little something similar to what the 49ers did with the against the Packers last year as well, too. That defense is going to make life miserable, and offensively they are going to be weirdly efficient. And they don't have to play like David Drew Brees because Jameis, well, he's not nearly as good as prime Drew Brees. He's not at the <laughs> point where his arm is shot, too, like Drew Brees was in that last playoff run. You saw in that last playoff game against the Bucks, Jameis Winston threw the touchdown pass. It wasn't Drew Brees. So I think he can still open up the offense a bit. So give me the Saints pulling off an unlikely win over Green Bay. Cardinals at the Rams matching up again in the playoffs, three versus six. Similar fashion to you, I think the Rams take this one pretty comfortably. I just think they have a, they just have a lot more horses in the race, and I think it's going to be like the playoff game last year, basically. It's just There's just too many horses. Kyler and that team's working uphill. Then the five and the four matchup out of the Vikings and the Eagles. The Jalen Hurts versus Kirk Cousins. I think that Eagles defense is going to show up. It's going to come to play, but I think that Vikings defense is also going to come in and make some noise too. They got some nice young pieces, Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith on the edges, Louis Cien, Andrew Booth in the secondary. We have Kendricks at linebacker as well. I think this is going to be kind of their standout game defensively, and they're going to get give Kirk Cousins and that underrated offense a lot of opportunities, and I think they're going to take advantage of it too. Jalen Rager getting a little bit of a revenge game possibly. Nah, not so much, but he'll, he'll be on the field. He might make a random little play here or there, but – Depends I think on this how, is, he, he might be might be their number two option if Adam Thielen at the time is exactly. Is but you talk about that secondary. Well, that receiving core is one that can match up with it. Justin Jefferson, an elite receiver as it gets. Adam Thielen is an elite of a number two, just route running type of guy as it gets and touchdown score. Somehow he just yeah. scores touchdowns. Red zone, man. Just t- yeah. telling you, it's that tiptoe 40 down the sideline. It's, it's his, it's his it's Colt 40 inside his body, just balancing him perfectly. And you still have KJ Osborne and now Jalen Rager, a presumably healthy Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, a Irv Smith coming back. This team's underratedly loaded if Kirk Cousins doesn't poop the bed. And I think in this situation with this coach and this team, they can match up against an Eagles team that I think the defense will be able to corral. So give me the Vikings pulling the upset in the NFC. So breaking down the NFC really quickly one more time. The Saints taking one over Green Bay in the 2-7 versus 2 matchup. The Rams taking care of business against the Cardinals in the 3-6 matchup. And the Vikings put surprising Phil- the Philadelphia faithful with a upset, with the five over four upset in the divisional round. So that's how we and have just, the and, hmm? just reminding me, uh, you have the Bucks as a one seed, right? Like I just wanted to make sure I didn't like completely ignore that fact because in my head I'm like, no, his Bucks are the one seed. But then I'm like, 
Wait, is his Bucks the one seed? Yeah, we had the same. We had the same number one seeds. We. Ended I, was up making, I was making sure because I was just like, I'm sitting here like having a panic attack. Like, this man forgot the Bucks. No, 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 no. There, there will be none of that. None of that blasphemy now. So that'll move us now on to the divisional round. And go and Kelsey, give us your divisional rounds. Go AFC and NFC, who you have matching up in the divisional round. Yeah, so we'll go back, run it back with the AFC. And just as a reminder, if you guys have missed it, well, the winners of my AFC matchups were all the, the, the home team. So two, three, and four. So that means it's a one, two, three, and four, <laughs> which means a four versus one and a three versus two matchup. So that means I'm looking at, We'll start with the four versus one Bills versus Chargers uh, game in L.A. And that's going to be a very intriguing one as well. Um, you know, you have this Bills team. Again, we talk about I'm going to keep bringing up the coin flip game because that coin flip game is impactful for Josh Allen in his future. We talked about Josh Allen and nauseam. We talked about Stephon Diggs, his entire defense. You know, you actually made a make a really good point when you talked about how when it comes to matching up against teams, sometimes against with really good receiving cores. They have a they, they struggle with matching up against a really good receiving course, and right here with the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, not just receiving course, but big body receivers. You know, let's also throw in Palmer here, who's a burner out of the back. You can actually run two tight ends with Donald Parham or whoever else they want to throw out there. Donald Parham is six foot seven, and I'm sorry, even Tree Day, Tree Edwards couldn't even stop him. And I do call him Tree Edwards, not Tremaine, just because he is a giant tree in the middle of the field. Um, but, you know, you take all that into, into account. The one weakness for the Bills, I look at that right tackle position, and I just – Spencer Brown, yeah, okay. Had a great year last year. Kind of worry about him going in this year. And if you look at the entire defense, uh, that entire offensive line as a whole, he is still the weak link. Well, guess who he's going to be matched up against? Just one of the greatest pass rushers we've seen in, our, in this current generation, and that's Khalil Mack. Or if you're lucky, you get Joey Bosa yeah. instead. Yeah. Oh, like exactly. Or you're lucky you get Joey Bosa. I don't know which one is more terrifying because Joey Bosa, a absolute student of the game, picks things off of everybody in the world. I mean, him and Melvin Ingram used to pick things off of each other in the offseason. And he, I mean, look, look what look what Bosa does now. Um, and now you add, yeah, Khalil Mack into this into this 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 aspect of it. I don't like that for the Bills. You would have to have a running game, and I still as much as I would love for them to finally figure out a running game, I think there's always going to be this team's Achilles Hills, just like the, the Bears getting a passing quarterback. It's just going to be that thing until they figure it out and finally get one and prove it for an entire season. I don't believe it. So, again, the AFC divisional round is a Achilles Hill for the Bills, and I have them losing this time to the Chargers, uh, the one seed here, as the Chargers continue their, their march towards a Super Bowl potential appearance. And Justin Herbert continues that sunshine flow in the in the in the wind all right i like it a little home cooking and that's a long travel for the bills too like that is a long commute for that super bowl too so exactly that's a long commute to get there long commute to lose and long commute home after losing i wouldn't look forward to any of that um except for except for for josh allen he could just go up to the wine area wine country in california he'll be fine no he'll be fine yeah stefan Diggs will join him um (laughs) so number that leads me to the three two matchup there with the Bengals and colts as you guys remember, I had the two, three mat, two, three w- winners uh, moving on. So that's the Bengals going against, going to Indianapolis, a completely long drive of four hours to get to Indianapolis <laughs> for them, uh, and and taking on the Coles at home. And that field is going to be an absolute track meet. Uh, you name it, and they're going to have a have a blast. These teams teams match up very very well with each other, actually. 
kind of creepily well uh, in a lot of ways, except for the difference being the experience of Matt Ryan, the experience of getting there. Now, I'm not saying anything against Joe Burrow just getting there last year, but the, you mentioned the Super Bowl hangover. This is where I have it coming into play. The team losing the Super Bowl, really, it never even makes the, makes the playoffs to begin with, let alone advances in the playoffs, let alone advances twice in the playoffs. That's just unheard of. So, Bengals, this is where you fall off right here, unfortunately, to this Colts team at home. This one's going to come down to, in my eyes, Rodrigo Blankenship versus Evan McPherson. And nothing against Evan McPherson. I absolutely love the guy. But this is going to be the one you lose to lose to, to Rodrigo Blankenship. You lose to Goggles himself because he's at home and home cooking. He's going to hit a last-second walk-off because Matt Ryan's not going to make a mistake. And I do have Joe Burrow making one mistake, trying to feed it into Jamar Chase one too many times, and somebody steps in for a pick. Um, so give me the give me the Colts in this one, setting up a one versus two AFC championship matchup with that Colts versus Chargers in LA. My one quick question before I run through my divisionals too, with that Colts Bengals game, this is the one question: Do you have it being a high scoring game or do you have it being a low scoring game? Because you did mention it'll be like a bit of a kicker it, showdown. Oh, do you think it'll just be, or do you think it'll be bombs away? Oh, I think it's going to be a track meet. I think the difference is going to be Evan McPherson might miss an extra point because he's been. For some reason, out of all the things he misses in the world, he doesn't miss field goals. He doesn't miss any field goals in the world. He misses extra points for some god-awful reason. It's like, I don't know if it's a lapse of, lapse of like concentration in those moments. I don't know what it is. But, I, you know, that's been a thing that plagued him going back all the way to, to college. And I don't know what it is, but it might be a situation that it pops its head again. Um, but I do think, yeah, as far as offensively goes, I mean, I'm looking at this one like a 42 39 38 type of game or 41 38 type of game you know something like that like where it's just a crazy back and forth affair maybe one team gets a stop and that's going to be the decision maker um we'll just have to wait and see but yeah i, th I think this is going to be a very very fun offensive game all right i like it that'll be very interesting as well too it'll be fun to see matt ryan kind of turn back the clock a little bit in that type of situation as well too and then charges bills you kind of outlined it perfectly that Chargers roster is just so loaded. The Bills might be the second best roster out there, but something's got to give. And I think especially having to travel to LA, I think that'll make a difference as well too. While it'll help the Bills as far as not having to deal with weather, ironically, I do. I, I agree with you. That's a tough Chargers team to match up with going all the way across the country like that as well. So Yeah. Oh, and just to get beat up on the, on the offensive line. That's just miserable. Exa exactly. Yeah. On top of everything. We'll go into my AFC matchup now. For me, I have a little, not quite one, two, three, four. I have one, two, four, six, as I have the Chargers as the one seed taking on the six-seeded Raiders. Talk how fun is that? You have to play them for a third time now. <laughs> then I have the two, the number two seed Ravens taking on the four-seed Indianapolis Colts. We'll go and start with one versus six, the Chargers and the Raiders going head-to-head. -head. This is a tough one because I mentioned the Chargers have the best roster. I think they're absolutely loaded. They are dangerous. But I do think the Raiders find a way to pull this one over them as well, too. I think they they go against those two bookends in Max Crosby and Chandler Jones every day. Josh McDaniels is going to scheme up something to be able to handle the Joey Bosa's and the Cleo Max. What kind of like we've seen him do it his whole career in New England. They never had the greatest offensive line. They were well coached and well schemed to get the ball out quickly. Derek Carr, those one, two, three step fade routes. He did them with Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper, just three, three step but fade route drops it in a bucket. I mean, J.C. Jackson's amazing. It's going to be hard to see. Even he's going to have trouble with doing that with Devontae Adams. Same with Asante Samuel Jr. Derwin James might be able to be the one safety that can actually take Darren Waller out of the game. But we saw it last year. They don't really have a nickel quarter to take out a Hunter Renfro. They had to bracket him. And I think that is going to be where we see a little bit of the difference is him and Josh Jacobs on those. They're going to wear those pass rushers out with just their 
dink, dunk, slip, slop, bippity, boop, and just work their way down the field early on. It's going to look a lot like a New England game, like when they played the Chargers in that last time we saw the Chargers in the playoffs when they had to go up to New England. It's going to be a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of run. And it's Brandon Staley and that Chargers team's first time in the playoffs. There's a little bit of something to be said for that, maybe some nerves, maybe some rattles, things like that. And I think I think the Raiders have that little extra something to pull this over on them. So give me the Raiders continuing the upset train, getting the win over the number one seeded Chargers, six upsets, one, and heads to the AFC Championship game. It will be similar to what you said. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because I think they're going to dink and dunk to wear down that pass rush. Their possessions are going to take a, take a while, and the Chargers are going to answer back real quickly, especially early on. It's going to take down the stretch. They're going to wear down that defense, and the offense is going to get out of rhythm. And I think that's going to affect it late. But early on, look for it to be like 21-21 after like a quarter and a half. Look for it to be or 21-17. Like back and forth early, then down the stretch, the Raiders' game plan wears them out. Then in the two verse four, the Colts and the Ravens. Everything you said about the Colts is true. They are a handful for everybody. But Lamar Jackson has had their number since he's come into the league. The way they are built, they are built to handle a team like this. The Stephon Gilmore's probably race for Shaw Bateman. But they're three, four deep at tight end. They will run the ball into submission. And the Colts, while they have pretty good receivers, there's not a lot of guys that scare you. So I think they will literally play cover one or put eight men in the box to stop Jonathan Tanner and say, Michael Pittman, go ahead and beat Marlon Humphrey consistently. Alec Pierce, go beat Marcus Peters. Marcus Williams, sit in the center of the field and just kind of patrol if they try and go deep. Kyle Hamilton, just roam in the middle of the field and be a menace. Or roam in the box and be a menace. I think it's going to be 17-21, something like that. But I think Lamar makes just enough plays to get away from them. Give me the Ravens winning and hosting the AFC Championship game against the Raiders the next week. So I have the number one seed going down, and ironically, your number two seed, but my number four seed. So very, very I, contradicting AFC Championship games. I look forward to seeing how yours plays out. But as we were good, I'll say I gotta say, it, 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 very intriguing to see the uh, the upset continue for the for the Raiders. I, that's all I was going to add in there. I I, I, just, I will just add in. I do think this offense is going to, even if it doesn't lead the league in yards, even though I think it will, it is going to be oddly prolific. I think this is an offense Derek Carr will thrive in. We saw it a little bit last year, even with Gruden before that whole mess, is just being able to be efficient with the ball, not putting too much on his shoulders, just letting him be a point guard as Steve Nash distributor is where he will thrive. And I think we'll see a lot of it here. And I think him and Devontae Adams is really – a lot of people say, oh, it's great, they're back together. They forget how damn good they were oh, as teenagers. He Devontae led the Fresno nation State. in touchdowns with yeah. Derek Carr. Let's, like, a Fresno State team, by the way. Let's not forget yeah. – that's not just not like a power five powerhouse. No, a Fresno State team in the whack. Exactly. Like, exactly. Well, that's all you need. That, exactly. <laughs> and I do think because it's a division rivalry, I think they'll find enough to just upset that Chargers offense just enough so those bookends and that offense can make it happen. But we'll go and cruise through now to the NFC. Go and give us your matchups and how you have played them out. Yeah, so my NFC, I have, again, uh, just as a reminder, the Cowboys, Eagles, and Rams all advanced from the last round. So that gives me a six versus one matchup here with the Eagles versus the Bucks, And I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one. Tom Brady and this team just, again, experience kind of similar to what they did with the uh, Washington football team when it was Washington football team in the playoffs with Taylor Heineke, where it's going to look good for, 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 for Philadelphia pretty early on. But then Tom Brady and team just show up. They finally decide to show up and play. Um, this team is going to be very good. We might see an appearance from Julio Jones at this point in time. This is where he comes and plays his, his most impact. But, yeah, give me the bucks on this one, uh, taking on the Eagles and shutting down the Cinderella story this year for the Eagles. Uh, don't be surprised if I, if I talk about the Eagles a lot in the off, going into next offseason, though. And that gives me a two-versus-four matchup, Cowboys versus Rams. 
it's not a matchup. Hmm. The Rams, Rams ramrod the Cowboys at this point in time. Again, everything I just said about the Chargers, I can actually just say again about the Rams because, by the way, Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey and continue this on and on and on. Oh, and Cooper Cup because there's nobody to stop Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson on that side. And by the way, they probably still end up with Odell midway through the season when he gets healthy. So, yeah, good luck. I, I wish you luck. And let's just try to stop Cam Akers. I don't – it's not going to happen. So it's going to give me a two-versus-one matchup again, this time in the NFC, with the Rams versus heading to Tampa Bay to play in Tampa Bay for a berth to the Super Bowl in that NFC championship game. All right, I like it as well. Keep it a quick, simple. And we got another rematch. Tom's going to get real sick and tired of those Rams at the way this is going as well, too. He's definitely getting sick of them. So for me, running through my matchups, I got the one-seeded Bucks taking on the seven-seeded Saints and the three-seed Rams taking on the five-seed Vikings. Nice little welcome back welcome back to for the Vikings coach McConnell as well, too. Hey, I know you missed us, and I don't think he's going to miss them much after. I think Sean McVay is going to pull out all the tricks. You mentioned Aaron Donald, all of them. They're, the talent is a lot closer between the two, but you got Matthew Stafford compared to Kirk Cousins, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. It's a fun matchup across the board, but the Rams' defense has X-factors to make the difference, whereas the Vikings' defenders are really good, but – no one in that secondary, that good young secondary, is stopping Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. And whether it's Odell, Will Fuller, whoever they randomly trade for midseason, that suddenly makes them dynamic because that's what the Rams do. There's Offensively, I think it's relatively comparable. Defensively, though, it's that's tough. And then there's Bobby Wagner in the middle of the field. Everything you said about the Rams, they just have a little more firepower, 34 to 17. I think they rattle Kirk Cousins a little early and shut down Dalvin Cook. The one versus seven, Bucks versus Saints. Tom Brady's ultimate kryptonite. This season I actually had them finally beating the Saints in the regular season. I had them splitting this year. So he finally gets over that monkey off his back. But I, I like this Saints team. I like them a lot. I think they're going to find a way to continue it. They're going to pull off an upset here. I think their defense is going to go in there and they're going to put Brady in hell. I think they're going to get after him. They're going to slow. We saw last year they were put in hell from that Rams front seven. And they took Cam Akers fumbling three times and basically the Rams putting it in, in complete cruise control for the Bucks to come back. I mean, what was it three, four fumbles total? And then two of mm-hmm. them lost in the second half, something ridiculous like that, which shout out to Cam Akers come back healthy, but that was not his finest game. That's for sure. <laughs> I do think they're going to find a way to just, they're going to pick on that secondary. I think a lot too. I think those receivers are just going to get open. So give me Jameis Winston pulling off a little bit of revenge. And I think, I think they'll miss Bruce Arians in this spot as well, too. I think he's a little underrated as a head coach and just like an overall leader and that sort of thing. I know him and Tom buttheads and all that mess, but I think they'll miss him a little bit here. So give me the Saints continuing to be a thorn in Tom Brady's side and advancing to the NFC Championship game, giving me a three-verse-seven matchup as well, too. So both number one seed go down. I chose chaos this year. So we're going to have a fun matchup as we head on into the championship. I was like, I can't get over where I put the Saints versus where you have the Saints right now. The reminder, if anybody missed it, Go check out our NFC South episode uh, where I talk about the Saints. You'll get it. You'll, you'll understand why. One of us is going to look real foolish. I, one of us is going to look. But granted, mine is all borrowing on Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston being healthy the whole time. If one of them goes down, this is out the window. I think those are t- the two big factors offensively for him. So that will now cruise us into the championship week matchups. Kelsey, go and give us your matchups and give us your prediction. Yeah, we're going to do both matchups here back to back. So that way we don't have to worry about. Trying to trying to you know go AFC NFC NFC a, a, you know all that good stuff. So my championship game matchups reminders: it's two versus ones on both sides. So I have my AFC matchup right here: Colts versus the Chargers, and NFC matchup: Rams versus the Bucks. So we're gonna start with the Colts versus Chargers here. I have this game a very competitive game from top to bottom. 
Um, it's it's going to be tight. And again, this is going to come down to last second situation. But give me the Colts taking this one on the road, at road warriors, if you will, against L.A. Granted, it's in that brand new SoFi Stadium that can be considered a track field in and of itself. So give me the give me the Colts of this one. And in the NFC Championship game, like I said, I have the Rams versus the Bucks, the two versus one. Uh, and this time I have, well, guess what? Surprise, surprise, heading back to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl champs, reigning Super Bowl champs, the L.A. Rams. Uh, taking on the Bucks here, and this time they don't go into cruise control after going getting in the lead. They just keep pedaling it down, and this one ends up forty-five to fourteen. Oh and wow! This is the retirement game for for Tom. And I've talked about this after he mentioned his retirement. I don't like somebody who talked about retirement because they don't feel like they're in, in the game anymore, and that worries me coming into these type of big moments it, when it's a, in a gut check moment. If your heart's not in it, you're not going to come back. This is that moment I see for the Bucks. So give me the Rams in this one, making my Super Bowl matchup the Colts versus the Rams. All right, we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a little bit here. We're gonna we're gonna start with that Colts Chargers matchup as well, too. You think it's gonna be back and forth affair? Do you think the the previous Chargers run defense is an Achilles heels? Do you think that could be part of it as well, too? Do you think Matt Ryan just decides to piece them up? I think it's more the run game. I think Jonathan Taylor puts on a show, uh, if I'm being completely honest. Um, it's gonna be just a situation where Jonathan Taylor is just that dude, and he's gonna prove that he's that dude. He may not be finished one and and in fantasy football points, like everybody wants him to, but you know what? He's going to be number one on the field that night, and that's going to all be all that matters. Okay, I like that one. Now I need to go back to this Rams Bucks one because he, he. I mean, I'm not surprised with the result. I'm surprised with what the not surprised with the final with the final result, but I'm kind of surprised with the how we got there. Forty five to fourteen. So you think the Rams? You expect them to be picking off Brady like three, four times and just be in his face all day? I mean, look, Brady had a great first, not even first half. Like that first half was awful last year. And then he had a great third quarter and, and the beginning of the fourth quarter. And then that end of the fourth quarter, he kind of got bailed out by his defense in a lot of ways. And then, by the way, the crux we came, Antoine Woodfield got caught looking in the backfield when watching Cooper Cup run past him. So I'm sorry. I like your, your question marks are already defense. Question marks are already your quarterback who has been questionable the last two playoffs runs. I don't think he has it in him for another third playoff run. He's 45 and shit happens. Like there's a lot of shit going on in his life right now, and he's 45 years old. He's going to be 46 by the time that they're playing in this AFC championship or NFC championship game. So, I just don't, I don't like, I don't like the odds there. Okay, uh, interesting. So we got a Rams granted. I will say Tom Brady is not the guy to bet against. So if you're betting with me, I'm sorry if you lose your money, but uh, this is my prediction. So you got a battle of two C's, a two twos going head to head in the Super Bowl. That that'll be an interesting game, and I look forward to seeing how you have that game playing out as well, too. So a little bit of a surprise there. Speaking of surprises, we're going to jump into some of mine as well, too. Well, the chaos continues as I have the six seated Raiders taking on the two seated Ravens in the AFC, and the seven seated Saints taking on the third seated Rams. So if you bet these and you get paid and you win, send me some money because this is completely out of whack, even for my normal de- decision making, but. We'll start with the AFC. The Raiders going to the Ravens. I've been touting this Raiders offense. They're explosive. Derek Carr is going to put on a show. I think Josh McDaniels is going to scheme a lot, but it's not going to be enough for this game. I think the Ravens are going to go out there. We talked about those bookends for the Raiders. That's going to be a lot of their saving grace defensively is just getting after getting after quarterbacks, forcing enough turnovers. What do you good luck for? Good luck getting after the passer when they're running the ball right at the gut behind Tyler Linderbaum. And going off Ryan's off of Stanley as well, too. Good luck when J.K. Dobbins, Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards, and Lamar are scooting for 200 plus yards. As much as I think the Raiders defense can will be a little bit better than it looks on paper, 
that's going to be mostly for what they do against the pass. I think the run game, they're, they're going to have their struggles. And what there's one team you don't want to deal face when you have run issues, it would be a team like this, this Ravens team that I think is going to run the piss out of the ball. I think you can still get the Mark Andrews, the Charlie Kolars, a little bit. They'll do just enough to like move the ball, kind of pick on that secondary a little bit, but they're going to neutralize Max Crosby as well too. So that, I'm going to say that the Ravens, they, they get they get it done running the ball as well too. So give me the Ravens heading to the Super Bowl, t- ending the Cinderella story out of Vegas as well too. I think it'll be competitive. The Raiders will have their moments, but that's a, that's a bad matchup for the Raiders defense. And I think defensively, They'll do just enough. They'll do just enough. Kyle Hamilton will make a play here or there. Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey. One of them will make just enough plays. Do just enough. I think they'll find a way to they'll find a way to limit things just in the just in the small amount. So give me the Raiders heading or the Ravens, excuse me, heading to the Super Bowl. Uh, there it is deep down i knew you wanted the raiders to win this one (laughs) i i don't i would like to it'd be great but realistically it's a bad matchup and if they could have played one of the other teams maybe but that's a tough matchup for them when you've lost too much defensive defensively you lack a lot of horses there and offensive linemen you just cut your first round pick from last from a year ago like you you haven't you don't have a first round pick that's that's re-signed since like 2017 or something like that like it's there's a lot. There's a lot of things going on. I think the offense is good. Those playmakers are going to carry them, but eventually it's going to run out. So, heading now over to the NFC, I have the Rams as the number three seed taking on the seven seeded Saints. The Saints, an underratedly good team, a team that I think all things stay healthy, you're going to carry them a long ways. Going up against the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams in their house. And I think the Cinderella run continues. I think the Saints find a way to go in there. They find a way to be efficient. They find a way to frustrate Matthew Stafford. I think. The loss of Andrew Whitworth at left tackle is going to hurt this game. I think that offensive line's a little banged up. It is going to hurt this game, and that front seven's going to get after him. And you know, if you throw it up, if you throw up a lazy pass or something slightly off against the secondary, Marshawn Lattimore, Tyron Matthew, even his older age, Marcus May, they're going to say put him Dan Sorensen gets a pick, aren't you? You're going to say Dan Sorensen ends up with a, uh, a pick. Dan Sorensen's not playing. <laughs> that's why this okay, is. Right, that's little, if he was playing, then I'm changing my pick. But I'm presuming he's not on the field <laughs> whatsoever. So I. I think they're going to put Stafford in help. As wonder, awesome as Stafford is, he did lead the league in turnovers last year, throwing picks. He will, he'll throw forty, but he'll he'll throw forty touchdowns, but he will throw you twenty picks. And I think this is where you see some help. So this is where they put him in hell and force a few interceptions. Jameis Winston does just enough. I think it's Aaron Donald. I'm not saying he gets slowed down. I don't say he gets stopped. He even gets slowed down. He might get himself ejected, considering he has a big temper tantrum issue. We'll see if he starts trying the akimbo helmets again. But I think they're going to find enough to move the ball and just. They're not going to have to worry about throwing Jalen Ramsey. You got slot Jarvis Landry. You got Chris Olave getting open quickly. I think they're going to find a way to efficiently move the ball. Alvin Kamara as well, too. So give me the Saints pulling off a surprise upset as well and continuing this Super Bowl run as we are going to have the seventh-seeded Saints heading to the Super Bowl to take on the second-seeded Rams. So we're choosing chaos this year, or second-seeded Ravens, excuse me. So we will have a little bit of chaos heading into the Super Bowl. So. Kelsey, I don't know what to I, I don't know what to say about that pick. So I'm gonna let the Houdat Nation have their moment in the sun right now. That defense is gonna put people in hell if everyone stays healthy. And once again, Jameis Williams and Mike Thomas stay healthy. That's a lot of first downs they're gonna accumulate. How many times did the Saints lose games just because Trevor Simeon couldn't get a first down or because Taysom Hill couldn't That's get fair. a first down? That's fair. And I think next right. year they're That's going fair. to get a lot of first downs. That, and I think Chris Olave's gonna have a great season. I think people forgot about his game too with Jackson Smith and Jigba and Garrett Wilson. I think Chris yeah. Olave is going to also put a lot of people in hell because he's going to be facing third corners at some points. And Jarvis Landry still got some juice left, no pun intended. So oh, yeah, he's got plenty of juice left. He'll be fine. All right, heading to the Super Bowl now, Kelsey. You go ahead and lead the way. Man, I don't know if I can follow that up. This uh, my, my, my matchup feels basic right here. 
but no, so this one's going to be, again, I'm going to continue my, my, my run in here with the track meets with the Colts being involved because this is going to be a track meet in Arizona. Uh, the, the, the desert sun is going to heat up and these two teams are going to be hot and on fire. Colts going to just be running all over the place. Rams are going to be trying to slow him down. Aaron Donald's going to be doing his best. He's going to have a struggle the first half. Bobby Wagner's going to struggle the first half. They're going to go in a half, probably somewhere around 21, 21, 21, 24, some in that situation where it's a very close game. And then the second half rolls around. And there's just this quiet Hall of Famer playing middle linebacker named Bobby Wagner that's going to just change the game on its head. Matt Ryan's going to try to sneak it in to Mo Alley-Cox. Bobby Wagner's going to read it. He's going to just jump on the, on the route, pick six. He's going to be on his way to a Super Bowl MVP as the Rams back-to-back winners. I had to double-check my notes to make sure I was right. Yeah, back-to-back winners. First time since the New England Patriots back-to-back champions. But we're going to see Matt Stafford lifting two trophies, proving he should have got out of Detroit long ago. Hmm. And this L.A. Rams team winning their second straight Super Bowl, this time in Arizona. Did you say Bobby Wagner was Super Bowl MVP, or was that Bobby, Matthew Stafford holding it up? Bobby Wagner... Super Bowl MVP with that pick six that turns the game on its head. He's actually, I've been actually getting two turnovers in the game, probably a forced fumble pickup uh, off of a bad snap, something along those lines. All so. Right. Okay. So defense, all their high flying offense and the defensive player gets the MVP. And we see at Bobby Wagner, I presume, start to ride off into the sunset as well, too. So back to back luck for the Rams. I, I like that. So be tough luck for Matt Ryan, though, gets the two Super Bowls and that happens. So hopefully. Tough luck yeah, yeah. for him in that one. This but. time he doesn't blow it. He's not on a part of a, a 28 to 3 situation. This like it's gonna be a competitive game. They're gonna be very close. Like it's gonna be down to the wire. He's not gonna have Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn as his coach and offensive coordinator for this one. So me and Jerry were joking about this yesterday. It's like that one was coaching a coaching backwards clinic, if you will. Like whatever a coaching clinic is, that was the exact opposite of that. So I'll run through mine pretty quickly. We got the Ravens taking on the Saints, a matchup that absolutely nobody wants or predicts, but I think it's gonna happen. That defense, both defenses, as that basically been my catchphrase for them through this whole class, is they put people in hell. The difference is, I think Lamar Jackson, he's got, we joke, everyone jokes about Baker and that quote unquote chip on his shoulder and all that. Lamar's got a legit chip on his shoulder. He's a 20 year old MVP and they won't, and he hasn't been paid yet. He's watched everybody else get paid. He watched a guy with 25 allegations like that mess going on in Cleveland get 250 guaranteed. I think Lamar's going to come out here. He's going to put on a clinic, get them to the Super Bowl. And I think the Ravens are going to find a way to get themselves in the Super Bowl. And we're going to see a Joe Flacco 2.0 situation where, oh, great, we have to pay our elite quarterback now even more than if we would have paid him before. So Lamar's elite, about to get himself. Former MVP, current Super Bowl champion, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and now he's going to be, now you're going to be backing up some Brinks trucks. You're going to get, give him 320 million all guaranteed, or he's heading off at somewhere else as well, too, with a net demanding a King's ransom. I think they were going to run the hell out of the ball. Lamar's going to get Super Bowl MVP. I think he's going to have a really good game. Nothing dramatically great, but it's one of those, the quarterback of a great team wins going to get it. It's going to be like a 35 to 21, something like that. It'll be close early. The Ravens will pull away late. They got a little bit more horses offensively. I think they have a couple more X-factor type players. Like the Saints will be game, but Jameis Winston, Lamar Jackson, give me Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's pretty much what I think it's going to come down to. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to crack 100. Kenyon Drake will make some plays, so... Give me the Ravens, Super Bowl champs, Lamar Jackson, Super Bowl MVP, and a soon-to-be very, very rich man. Continuing to break the mold where you don't have to be a top-five quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and you don't have to be a top-five traditional quarterback. You can be a Lamar Jackson-type player to win a Super Bowl with proper coaching, a proper team build. You you can't be the best ball carrier in the league, and and that'd be a hindrance if that makes sense. Like You can find a way to win with that. 
all I got to say is 40 years ago, Super Bowl MVP or for, and former quarterbacks named Otto Graham and pe- people like that, they were running quarterbacks. They didn't mm-hmm. throw for over 1,000 yards in a season. Mm-hmm. And Lamar's been throwing for 3,000 and running for 1,000. Like, good luck. Good luck topping, topping that, people. Lamar Jackson, Super Bowl MVP. I'm, 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 I'm loving the, the narrative. I'm, I'm looking at about 200 passing yards, about 50, 60 rushing yards, maybe two to three total touchdowns. I think it's going to be a complete team win, but in those situations, you usually give it to the quarterback or the defender who makes a freakish pit play, like a pick six or something like that. So, But give it to Lamar is a really good game as well, too. So recapping it really quickly, I have the Ravens beating the Saints in the Super Bowl with a Lamar Jackson MVP holding up the trophy. And Kelsey, go and give us your Super Bowl recap real quick as well. Yeah, I have the Rams taking it over the Colts with Bobby Wagner being the impact player and getting that Super Bowl MVP with his pick six. All right, that should be a heck. It should be some crazy matchups, which means if either one of these play out as our trend continues, you're welcome, everybody, because we've been pretty good the last couple of years. So this year, I chose chaos at least, and Kelsey yeah. chose good luck. Everybody else, kind of chaos, fun. but at the same time, like a little bit, not really. You didn't pick the th- you didn't pick the four favorites basically. So I think this will be yeah. I think this will be a fun season to play. We can't wait for it. Next week, tune in with us as well too. We'll talk a little bit about some regular season awards as well as a college football preview as well too. We'll have a couple games underway. We look forward to talking about that. Thank you all for joining us this week. We'll see you all next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.